You're listening to Dismiss, an international school SUVA podcast series. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Miss Manning. And today, the topic of our episode is the addiction that is K-dramas. Today, I'm joined by my co-hosts, and today we're going to be talking about some of our favorite K-dramas or K-dramas that we've watched recently that we definitely recommend. There won't be any spoilers, but there is a warning that goes with starting uh, to watch K-dramas, and that is that once you start, you'll probably never stop. So I'm going to let my co-hosts introduce themselves with their names and the title of the K-drama they will be talking about today. Hi, my name is Jordan, and I'm going to talk about Squid Games, a popular K-drama that is um, being released in this year. Welcome, Jordan. Hello, my name is Enrique, and today I'm going to be talking about Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha. It is... It is a K-drama that is very entertaining. Excellent. And I am going to talk about the 2014 K-drama called Pinocchio, which is a wonderful balance of murder. (laughs) Murder? It has everything you want. It has romance, murder, and, you know, chasing your dreams. So... Let's hear from Jordan first, because Squid Games, as he said, has become pretty popular this year. So, um, I kind of got into Squid Games when, um, when, like, my small friends, like, kind of talked about it. It's like, oh, and then I, and then I heard about it on the internet. It's like, one day I was on YouTube and then Squid Game there, Squid Game this, Squid Game that. Like, it was everywhere plastered on the internet. And uh, my friends also recommended it to me, and that's when I that's when I found an interest in it. And I was really happy that it was on Netflix. Basically, just to start things off, um, I'm gonna introduce like the synopsis of um the basics of like what it's about. So, firstly, it's set in South Korea. Secondly, it's about people who are underprivileged or are suffering from the divide of privilege with like people in debt and they want to find a way in order to get out of that debt which is something that's sad and it happens in real life so um this character which is called Seonggi Han is the main character um he's in debt as i said and he's one of the people who joins the squid games and i'm not going to say anything about the squid games um all i can say is it's not what it seems, and if you think it's a real thing, don't do it. <laughs> Absolutely no under circumstances. Run. Just run. It's not like those other reality shows. Just run. And um, a warning to our younger viewers: if you, if you are not used to violence and if you're not used to other adult acts, then I suggest not watching it. Other people who are okay with these sort of things, um, yeah, you can go ahead. And I, I think it's a good it's a good K drama series to watch because it's it's firstly a very good um 
it introduces you to the death game genre, which is kind of like Hunger Games, but it, it tops it up on its head. It, it actually t tells us a lot about capitalism and how, you know, rich people are willing to see people who are, who are in a vulnerable position to, to like suffer and see how they are willing to do anything for money. And yeah, that's about it. That's really interesting, the comparison to Hunger Games. I think actually that's a really good connection and maybe will be a real appealing aspect for people who maybe didn't know if they were interested or not before because The Hunger Games also very popular both as a book series and film franchise. So, well, tell me, Jordan, what was it to you? Like, what was it that stood out to you as like your favorite aspect or part of the show? That you can talk about, obviously, we don't want to give away any spoilers, but like for you, what kind of sucked you in and kept you watching? Okay, so the one thing that I, I liked about the show is the, chemi the chemistry between like um, the characters. I, I felt like um, it was really cool that they, that they wore numbers. It's not really sp a spoiler because, you know, you're bound to see it in the trailers. Like most of the very important uh, characters, even the secondary ones especially, they they wear these green track shoots with a number on them, and that's how they identify them. But um, oh, when you ask, oh, what's their name? Oh, they actually give you their name. Like some are vulnerable at first, but then others like, oh yeah, my name is blah blah blah. Also, I like the how it was set up, the stages and the rounds of the games. I liked how it emphasized that it was like a kid's, a kid, a kiddie feel. Like in most of the games, especially, it was designed um, to look like something from like a kid's playground. And that kind of like contradicts what it's about because there's a lot of violence um, that are present in the games, but it all takes place in a kiddie like area where you would not find something like that. Excellent. Thank you. It does sound very fascinating, and if you're not one just to want to watch something just because everyone's talking about it, I think, Jordan, you've given a really good insight into why so many people have been really swept away by Squid Games. Last week, I was in a taxi, and on the radio, they were talking about adapting TikTok dances to the Squid Games theme song, and I was just like, that's how you know that you've, you've really made something uh, long-lasting when not only is it all over social media but also they're talking about it on the radio thank you jordan let's turn it over to enrico enrico you are talking about hometown cha-cha-cha a k-drama that is currently premiering so it actually hasn't ended yet um so tell us about what drew you to this show and, and what you've enjoyed about it. Talk me through your perspective on that series. Actually, I didn't pick to watch it. My family was watching it. So then I became intrigued and then I started watching. I came in at around the second episode. And then I started to watch it and then, we, then I just kind of uh, dived in the rabbit hole to see what was inside. So that's how I um, came into the... I saw what I liked and then I... So what were the things that you liked that got you interested in it more than just being like, oh, my family's watching it, so I guess I will too? What, what stood out to you? So the plot is very interesting, and it's, 
it's sort of random. So they're all they're situated in like a small village oceanside community sort of place. And everybody knows who everyone is. There's no secrets in the community. The way they interact, it's very interesting. Everybody knows what everybody's doing. Like there's a bunch of people for who gossip and then there's another group of people who like um they own lo- they own their different businesses and it's very random because the the main character is um the two main characters one of them is a dentist and one of them is an unemployed part-time job person so it's 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 very interesting awesome do you I know so I know the show hasn't finished yet so you don't know the ending so tell us a little bit about What's excited you about looking forward to every new episode? Um, what are some of the things that they do to, to keep their viewers hooked on the story? So they always end with a cliffhanger. So say probably sometimes they end on like a scene of, their, of the past, of someone's past, like uh, the main character's past. Sometimes they end on that. And sometimes... Um, they ask a question, or sometimes they met someone. It's the ending is very um, different for each episode, but not entirely different. But the, the common thing is that they always end on a cliffhanger. Mm. I think a lot of what you said is definitely a trope and characteristic of a lot of K dramas, right? Like I think about there is always some sort of twist in a flashback, something we didn't know up till a certain point that when it's revealed, it changes everything. So yeah, I I think that's always, not only is it an interesting and engaging story point, but they tend to do it very well because a lot of times you may suspect what it is in characters past, but it's never exactly what what you think or where you think the direction is going to go. So very cool. Anything else you wanted to say about the show for people who may be considering watching it? When you start, you don't want to finish. You don't want to stop. (laughs) You don't want to stop. It's true. And this is the danger of K-dramas, especially K-dramas on streaming services where it's available to binge. So dangerous. Thank you, Enrico. We have a special guest who just joined us, Miss Anna, and she's going to talk about her K-drama viewing experience. So here's Miss Anna. Hi, guys. Okay, let me talk about the cha-cha-cha K-drama. I love, love the the cha-cha-cha K-drama. I love the two main characters. The man is very handsome young (laughs) man. That's one of the attractions that I love about K-drama. The actors are so wonderful and so... and and how they act, the way they dress. So just like uh, Enrico, this is, it's a real drama in that small town. Everybody knows everybody else's business. I, I don't think there's any surprise element in it, but the fact that uh, the two main characters, the dentist and the guy who is the uh, master of all trade, but then like all okay, K-drama, there is a story behind who he is and what have brought him back to the coastal village where he felt 
um, he was welcomed, where he felt that his time in the city does not influence uh, how he lived in that coastal village. Um, there's two opposite elements here. The dentist, who is also from the city, who is a very good dentist, as an, is an expert in her own field. Um, she left because of disagreement. She came to that town. She found love. And she also realized that a high-flying life in the main city, um, is, uh, he, she lived a very materialistic life, whereas now she realized that there is more to life than, than what you have, how you dress. Uh, there's more to life in the way you interact with people, how you appreciate the little things in life. I really love that K-drama, Miss Manning. Thank you, Miss Anna. I have watched way too many K-dramas. Not too many, but it, it becomes dangerous. I have to, like, tell myself I'm not allowed to watch ones because the binge, the desire to binge and the self-control that I have is very uh, low <laughs> when it comes to K-dramas. So uh, the best K-drama that I have ever watched and my absolute favorite is titled Pinocchio, uh, which, believe it or not, has absolutely nothing to do with the character, the fairy tale character of Pinocchio. A lot of people will know Pinocchio was a puppet, and when he would lie, his nose would grow longer. Um, but where Pinocchio is related to this story is the main female lead has, in this world, has something called Pinocchio Syndrome where she is unable to tell a lie without hiccuping. And so the big central like characteristic is that she is this person who literally has a physical response and is unable to lie. And what's a big focus of the story is that her dream is to become a news reporter and a news anchor, which she aspires to be because her mother is a very famous news anchor. But as she is growing up, she starts to recognize that integrity and honesty and telling the truth is actually not something that, as I think a lot of people would expect and she expects, would be a core central focus of becoming a news reporter. But she has come to find that that is not the case. And so she has grown up with the male lead, who has, of course, has a very tragic past, which you see in the first four episodes of the story. And he gets to a point where he also desires to be a news reporter, but for a very different reason. And so they both find themselves on this path to become news reporters, and both of them pursuing truth for very different reasons and recognizing what it means to live with integrity and what it means to diligently seek honesty. And it's a, I think it's actually a very powerful statement for the world today, um, learning to live 
for compassion, for love. Like a lot of stories have that, but the justice that comes from honesty and a life of integrity, it's a truth that really comes out throughout the show. As I said in the beginning of this episode, there's murder, there's mystery, there's family dynamics, which I love. Um, and there's also, of course, the K-drama classic romance and everything that goes along with it. I don't re-watch shows. I tend to be someone who watches a show once and says, oh, I love it. But this is a show that I've actually gone back to and re-watched five times which is a lot for me. And I always recommend it. I think it's a great introduction to the K-drama genre. And it's just really fun. And the message is really powerful. All right, guys. Does anyone have any final thoughts, things they want to add, other recommendations on the subject of K-dramas? If you're looking for an action-packed K-drama, it's for older people. You may not like it straight away, but it's based off history. It's like a history romance sort of thing. It's for older people, and it's called Mr. Sunshine. This is when um, Japan was occupying uh, Korea. And so he was working for the U.S. Marines, I believe. I watched it a long time ago. They were working for the U.S. Marines, and then meets a girl in South Korea and the ending is very sad that's what I can tell you I have heard of that one haven't watched it but it was that was another one that was very popular when it came out I have lots of recommendations but I think next I also really loved weightlifting fairy Kim Bokju which is I think a really original and unique coming of age story and it's all about a female weightlifter pursuing being a weightlifter in the Olympics, and I think that would be one that I would definitely recommend to everyone. I think everyone can find something to love about that one. Jordan, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I suggest that you should watch it in sub, and so with um, every other K-drama, it's usually best when you watch sub, because you know, um, the original actors actually do a really good job of actually conveying their message and the script. So that's why I, su I suggest that with all key dramas you do, you watch. Yeah, that's a really good point that we didn't really talk about. Obviously, K-dramas are South Korean television produced and filmed in Korean. And obviously none of us speak Korean, but I would echo what Jordan said. They, it's so much better to watch with the subtitles than it is to, I know streaming services like Netflix often offer dubbed in English along with other languages, but I definitely agree. It does mean you have to pay better attention. You can't be on your, I know I, some people like to be on their phones when they watch shows. You can't do that when you're watching you know, subtitled dramas, but I also agree. The performances, you can't get the full feel of the performances and the acting in these shows is definitely a part of what makes them so incredible. Um, and you, yeah, you can't get the full feeling if you're watching in a dub. Also, it just gets, for me, I find the dubs more distracting than the subtitles because like actors' mouths are moving, but the words or the emotions that are coming out in a different language don't quite fit 
So yeah, that's a really good, good point, Jordan. Thanks for bringing that up. I also agree because dubbed really sucks. I, I have watched a couple of Philippine like dramas, sort of, and the dubbed ones, they, like it's so annoying when you see their uh, mouth move and their voice, and then a different voice comes out. It's, it it's ruins like, the story. Um, it's like the voice doesn't actually match the movements. It makes it more like unreal. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes even in the, the dubs, what they're saying, like how it's been dubbed, actually is different from like the subtitles. I feel like the people who write subtitles and translate subtitles really try and capture the original meaning of the words. Whereas sometimes in the dubs, it's more how can this actor say this and match the timing of the actors on the show. You know, so yeah, definitely. That's a very good point. Good recommendation. Watch with the subtitles in the original Korean. Thank you all for being on today's episode. Thank you to our listeners. You have been warned. K-dramas are brilliant, amazing. They're so fun. They're so well done. But there is always a danger of getting sucked in and addicted. But I definitely think it's worth it. You guys would agree with that. Yeah, it's worth it's worth the suffering and the addiction for the fun and the just the entertainment. Yeah? Yes. Very worth it. Absolutely. It's like a journey that it's good to experience. You get to experience somebody's culture. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. A new language as well, so Excellent points. Yeah, culture, language, all of it. And good stories. They tell good stories most of the time in one season. And, you know, so they do, they know that they're not going to drag it out over multiple seasons, but they do it well once. So, yes, this has been dismissed for talking about K dramas. Thanks for joining us today. Bye. Bye. Bye.